What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. If you like this show and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to giantsizeteamup.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go. We have Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have DC On Screen. We have Booze and Phasers, a show done by our lovely ladies that drink wine and talk about Star Trek. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And uh, as always, like the Blazing Defender Reports. And now, for your listening pleasure, The Blazing Defender Report, with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of The Blazing Defender Report. I'm your host, Travis Jones. Welcome, everyone. It is a Sunday evening. I'm so glad a lot of you decided to skip church and nerd out with me, Blazing D. We're going to do just that. I'm going to be talking about San Diego Comic-Con trailers that dropped. Uh, Titans, Aquaman, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, what else? What else was there that dropped? Ah, we'll figure it out. I also have a stellar all-star lineup of comic books today. Some of the best stuff on the comic shelves, guys. Uh, we've got Batman, Doomsday Clock, Venom, Infinity Wars Prime, Century. We've got Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, dude, it is an all-star week. If you haven't been to your comic shop, get your ass there. And speaking of comic shops... See, you guys don't think I do segues. I can do fucking segues. I can do that shit. It's not a problem. Get to the Zone comic shop if you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area. The Zone is where I buy my comic books at. The Zone is where everybody that's cool buy their comic books at. It's a great shop. Uh, Dan that runs it, he's a huge nerd. If you're going into there, prepare to spend about 20 minutes, though, because he will talk you to death. Uh, but no, he, he loves to talk comic books and, 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 and all kinds of other stuff. It's a great atmosphere. It's a, it's a beautiful shop, man. He's got a new place. It's just it, it, it's what I imagine a comic shop should look like, so it's very, very cool. I always enjoy going there. If he doesn't have it, he'll find it for you. Huge sales all the time. If you're not liking the Blazing Defender Report Facebook page, please do, because I'm constantly posting the sales Dan has. So if you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, check that out. And another great place to shop is Collector Zone. Collector Zone, guys, these dudes are blowing up in a major, major way. They just got some big news right after Sanyo Comic-Con, or maybe during. can't remember. Maybe the week before. Anyway... They are now licensed to sell sideshow collectibles. And if you have never seen 
a sideshow collectible. You should Google that shit right now because it is amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, I absolutely love, 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 love sideshow collectibles. Uh, Marcos is in the chat. They've got a physical store that they're about to open up. It looks fantastic. Follow these guys at Collector's Own Cantina, guys. You're going to get discounts. You're going to get all the information on their store, on their on their deals. You're going to get free shipping. Collector's Own Cantina, guys. They're blowing up, man. Sideshow collectibles. That is huge, 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 huge. Uh, and I'm very, very excited about that, as you can tell. All right. Um, I have most of these books, but I have no idea. I don't give a shit about spoilers, though. Oh, okay, Mike. I will. I always try not to spoil the comics because I like it when when I'm reading something and it's like boom punches me right in the face. I want you to have that same joy getting pushed in the face because it's so fun, right? Uh, so I try not to spoil it. So I'm glad you told me that. I will really try to dance around it. I appreciate you not caring, but I really, really want you to enjoy some of, because there are some spoilers. Like, well, we're going to get to that in a minute. Okay. I'm just really excited about the comic books, guys. Uh, but first, if you watch Big Brother, Julie Chen, she always does that. But first, uh, podcasting awards, guys. Please, please, please go to podcastawards, plural.com, and go to the People's Choice category, vote for Blazing Defender Comic Book Report, and the Hobbies in Games category, and vote for the Blazing Defender Report. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Um, I really need your help. I need, really need your support. I really, really want to be nominated two years in a row. I think that'd be fantastic for the show. Um, and while you're there, if you don't give a shit, and I hope you don't, my boys at Botched, a D&D podcast, are in the comedy category. So while you're there, if you just go to the comedy category, comedy category easy for me to say, right? Um, and click on Botched, a D&D podcast. If you've never checked it out, you should check it out because it's a fantastic show. I, I, I listen to it every week. Um, yeah, guys. So please, please, please do that. I really need your support. Um, you'll fuck it up. What I fuck up, Jason? I didn't fuck nothing up. Did you see Tom King had a bodyguard of death threats over Batman 50? Oh, uh, in the chat, Jason, Jason Jones said, speaking of San Diego Comic-Con, uh, I don't know why my chat's not keeping up. Uh, I'm having to manually do this. Did you see that Tom King had to have a bodyguard there after death threats over Batman 50? No, I did not see that. Uh, I did not see that. So, no. Batman 50, I mean, it was the, the marriage issue. Everybody knew how that was going to fucking play out. Are they pissed off because he didn't get married? Uh, nobody wanted Batman married, did they? Well, if you did... You're fucking stupid because you can't be Batman. Thus was the story. And if I have a complaint of the story, oh no, 50 is not a spoiler, Jason. We're on 52, so you're three weeks behind. And actually, DC had already spoiled the storyline in a in a preview book. So yeah, it's I don't know what people are pissed off about, but I did not know that. Uh, it's funny. Tom King was a CIA analyst, so. Not that he was an operator or anything, but uh, he may know some people in the business. I wouldn't fuck with him. Um, but yeah, Batman fans are, are crazy. Uh, let's just admit it. They're fucking nuts. 
Uh, but yeah. Oh, uh, podcasting awards and Patreon. Please go to patreon.com forward slash blazing defender. I'm actually looking at processors uh, for my stream. Would really, really like to get a 1080 stream with no lag. The lag hasn't been that bad. I don't think, guys, you would know better than me. Uh, it looks like I lag every now and then. I hate it. If I lag one time, I have an hour show, it pisses me off. So I'm really trying to to change that. So uh, if you go to Patreon, really, really help me. Uh, and let me explain something real quick on the Patreon. Patreon is me playing my banjo on the corner or spoon. I always say spoons because that's probably the only musical instrument I could ever play. And I have my little spoon case opened up. And you you walk by and you pitch in a nickel. That, that it's just it just supports me, helps me buy equipment and everything for the show. So just and I'm working on some original like video content for the Patreon. Uh, hopefully, me and my brother-in-law are going to do some stuff and just just as for entertainment. So just go to the page. You don't have to support it, but uh, it'd be cool just to kind of search around, look at some of the videos and stuff. So yeah, check that out. Uh, Mike said, yeah, people were pissed off that they advertised in marriage and there was no marriage. Um, yeah, well, that's true. Uh, did, did anybody really think he was going to get fucking married? I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked by, by this. I did not know this. Uh, as with any big issue with any kind of, um, icon like Batman, um, yeah, yeah, I could, Mike. I could rock a fucking triangle or a cowbell. You know, you gotta kind of have some rhythm with the cowbell. So I may fuck that up, but I would try. I would definitely try. Uh, but thank you for thinking I could rock a cowbell. That's awesome. Uh, no one's ever said that to me before. Maybe the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Uh, so yeah, I'm really kind of surprised at the whole Batman thing. Uh, but I don't know why. Fanboys are fucking retards anyway. So, uh, And speaking of fanboys, look at that. That's two segues in a row, you all. I mean, really? Come on, podcasting awards. This is fucking some fucking professional shit right here. Um, San Diego Comic Con was last week. Lots and lots and lots of stuff. A lot of toy releases. Um, Marvel was not there or MCU was not there. Uh, so that, that kind of sucked. But there was there was a lot of trailers that dropped. And we're going to talk about some of it. So uh, the first one we're going to talk about, and I'm just giving you my first impressions. I'm going to do a, a larger show on Meatheads. Uh, so be looking for that. But right now, I just kind of want to give you my first impressions. Because my first impressions were, I, I, were vastly different than a lot of people's. Yeah, they were vastly different. And I'll tell you why. Uh, what one are we going to do first? I oh, will do the Titans first. Okay. And this is a horrible pick, but it's, I was in a rush. So this is what you got. You got Robin. Looks like he's been beat to shit, uh, which don't we really want him to be beat to shit all the time? Um, but yeah, so Robin. The the, the the this trailer now this is for now guys you may not know this because I didn't know this but this is for a DC entertainment streaming service that's coming like Hulu like Netflix it's going to be $75 a year or $8 a month and this is going to be one of the shows is this Titans show uh, that they had the trailer for okay and like I said you got you got uh, it's I, I assume that's Dick Grayson. I, I, it would make more sense if it was Jason Todd, but I think it's Dick Grayson. And in this trailer, he says, fuck Batman, which I immediately went, 
Oh, that's fucking awesome. Because if you know the history behind any of the Robins, um, it's been a very tumultuous... Did I say that right? Probably not. Uh, I'm sure you'll let me know in the chat that I fucked it up. But it, it, it seems like um, this... Batman and Robin have always had this up and down relationship. So Jeff Johns actually came out to explain why Robin said this. And I'm assuming that at the beginning of this show or the beginning of that episode, whatever, there is a split between Batman and Robin, which may be why he goes and forms the Titans. I don't know. Maybe it sounds like more of an outsider's plot, right? But whatever. Uh, that's the reason he says this. I thought it looked great. I myself am a fan of of the dark DCU. I know that's very, very unpopular to fucking say. I don't give a shit. Uh, oh, and if you guys... Okay, it is Dick Grayson. I figured it was, because uh, I hadn't heard if it was Jason Jason Todd. Oh, and I did pronounce it correctly. Yay! Tumultuous! Yay! Uh, I'm not stupid. I wouldn't go that far. Um, but I'm one for one in fucked up pronunciation so far. Which is way ahead of the curve for me. So, back to the Titans. Um... So, yeah, the Titans, I'm excited for it. I like the dark DCU, and I know everybody said they were getting away from that when they, they got rid of Zack Snyder and all that. They were going to become a more lighthearted, blah, blah, blah. Well, I kind of like this take on the Titans, so I was very excited for it. Uh, I thought everybody looked great, and I like a badass Robin. I mean, okay, Dick Grayson? Becomes Nightwing, right? He's a pretty badass dude. If anybody could take the mantle of the bat, and there are really, really good arguments that Dick Grayson would be a better Batman than Bruce Wayne. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. It's all over the internet, and it's an argument, and it's a very good argument, and I think guys really, uh, I think they really do a good job in saying uh, the reasons why. So if you want to check that out, go check it out. Um, Jason Joe said, screw their $75. I'll just wait for a bunch of shows to get on there and then spend $8 for one month. Yeah, that's it's like, what kind of content? Now, they're saying they're going to have all the WB content uh, on there. So I guess it would be movies, cartoons. I don't know what's going to be on there. Uh, if you got a fire stick, that's what I would use because uh, I'm not spending that for DC. Uh, so anyway, okay, yeah, you're right, Mike. They're, they're, the Flying Graysons are in the trailer. So, Because someone said to me, that must be Jason Todd because he said, fuck Batman. I'm like, well, no, not necessarily because there is that scene. But we really don't know where in the timeline that is. But yes, it's totally Dick Grayson. So uh, I hate questions on Sunday. Let's do this. No, Dick Grayson. No, Dick Grayson is a chump. No, Dick Grayson's not a chump, Marcos. He's not a chump, goddammit. Uh, Dick Grayson is, is a pretty badass dude. But, all right, enough of that. I'm excited about the Titans trailer. I hope you guys are, too. Let's be excited about all of it, right? Uh, okay, what's our next one? Uh, Godzilla. Okay, I don't have a, I don't have a uh, what you call it for this one. But this is what I'll say. Um, I, I, I like the trailer. I love monster shit. Like, all of you all, I think we all grew up with that, right? I think we grew up with... Uh, you know, loving the monsters and 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 Mothra and, and uh, Rodan, like and all those making appearance in this trailer, which I thought was really cool. Now, some people don't like the way Godzilla looks. I dig it, but what I really liked is is they're going to establish connection between the Godzilla movie and Kong Skull Island. 
Um, so they're going to kind of connect these. That's pretty cool. Now, in the trailer, I'm a little confused on the story because your girl's talking about finding the Titans. We got to find all the Titans to save the planet. Well, it looks like the Titans are getting found and they're fucking the planet up. <laughs> so maybe that's when Godzilla shows up to be the hero because you know that's what he's going to be. He's going to be the fucking hero. Uh, so I'm a little confused on the plot. It may look a little retarded, actually. Uh, not mean, don't mean that in a very bad way. Uh, just means it does not make sense. Let's put it that way. Let's be a little more politically correct, right? On my show, are you fucking kidding me? No way, it's retarded. Um, so yeah, I'm not really sure what the plot line is, but I thought the trailer looked cool. I will fucking go see it, just like I went and seen Skull Island, and I'll probably enjoy it. So, all right, now, I do have an image for this one, and it's going to take up the whole screen because I'm not sure what they're doing here. Now, this is the one that I think, did I not get it? Oh, God damn it. Are you kidding me? All right, it's somewhere. But Oh, here it is. I got it. Okay. Shazam! Shazam, bitches. All right. Now, this Levi cat, all right. Uh, I think he was on Chuck, which was a TV show. Uh, all right. I'm not down with muscle suits. I thought we got away from that. I didn't think actors even liked it. So I am not cool with the muscle suit at all. Cause this is not him. All right. Uh, this actually is a better look at the suit. Like it looks real here. Um, but yeah, and he's over here. I'm not even sure that's photoshopped or not, but this is not that dude. Okay. Like this motherfucker, this Shazam has got like some shoulder caps from hell. So I'm not digging the muscle suit at all. Now I get it. Uh, the movie looks to be cute. It looks like, uh, I think they, they said big with superpowers, um, uh, I'm cool with that, I guess. I'm not excited about it, okay? I'm just not. I, I know that was this was the most popular trailer in San Diego. I get that. I'm not excited about it. I don't know if you guys are either. Uh, if you are, chime in in the chat. Uh, Marco Sashan looks like garbage like Venom. Yeah, I would agree to that. Like, my... my uh, I call it my chub meter. My chub meter... For the Titans was about 6.5. My chub meter for Godzilla was probably around 5. My chub meter for Shazam is probably around 5 or 6. Uh, and this is why it's a 6, if it's a 6 at all. Are we we're not waiting for Black Adam? Are we not waiting for Black Adam? The motherfucking The Rock has come back to the DC Universe. Not that he's ever there to begin with. But aren't we waiting for just fucking Black Adam? We really should have got that movie first in Shazam, if you ask me, but I don't know. Um, Shazam drinking a soy latte. Please, wimp. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes, jo Joe. Uh, Duke, welcome to the chat, brother. That is hilarious, and that's the fucking truth. Um, yeah, and Marco says Venom can't even use the spider icon on his chest. What the fuck? Correct. Um, I don't know what the Venom movie's going to do. I have no idea. But we've kind of got an idea what Shazam could be. Just not excited about it, man. Um, and, and Jason Jones makes a great point. Sometimes you just need goofy shit in your life. You're right. Uh, trust me. I have plenty of goofy shit. 
this show is one of the things I do that's goofy as shit. But I love it. Uh, so yeah, not really, not really excited about Shazam, but I really, 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 really want to see Black Adam. Okay, um, what else? Oh, here we go. Yeah, man, let's talk about this dude because this dude's pretty badass. This is what I was excited about. Um, I'm really surprised it didn't get a bigger response. Um, but Aquaman, let's talk Aquaman. Jason Momoa, come on. Uh, the whole reboot, taking somebody that looks like Jason Momoa and giving them the Aquaman role, fucking fantastic. And let's be honest, guys. Say what you want about the DCU. Casting has not been the problem. Henry Cavill, fantastic. The best Cinemax Superman there, there has been. Uh, ben Affleck. Say what you want. I don't give a shit. He's the best cinematic Batman ever. You can like Christian Bale. You can like him. He's not the best. On camera, Ben Affleck is Bruce Wayne. He is a fucking badass-looking Batman in the suit. Jason Momoa, Gail Gadot. Come on, man. Uh, Harley, uh, Marco Robbie as, as Harley Quinn. The only misstep that they had, DC has had in casting, in my opinion, was... Uh, Will Smith as Deadshot because he never wears the fucking mask. Okay? So, and we knew that. When they hired De- uh, fucking shit, I just said his name, Will Smith, we knew he wasn't going to wear the fucking mask. We knew that. So, uh, not been a problem with casting. It's been a promised story. Now, this is where I get to this image, and this is the image that I'm really excited to look to show, and I'm, it's going to take the whole screen. It's even going to take me. It's going to take the Blazing D out, but it deserves it. I love this. I love this scene where they're fucking with this kid, a young Aquaman in the aquarium, and then the fucking shark comes up to smash the glass, and then when the kids look all of the... Fi- I mean, what fucking great how great of a scene is this this is fantastic this is exactly the type of shit we have been wanting from our dc fucking heroes that is it guys this is it that is the fucking shot i'm telling you chub meter was at a 12 and a half right there on that shot i'm very excited for aquaman and let me say this i wasn't didn't give a fuck about Aquaman. I love Momoa, and I was going to go see it, but I didn't give a shit. Uh, I'm giving a shit now, and because of that fucking scene, because I'm hoping they give us that type of storytelling, which is what that that little shot right there shows us. This is the kind of little shit, man, we want from our heroes. So very, very excited for Aquaman. Chub meter for the entire movie. Uh, I'm at an eight. I'm at an eight, man. I'm, I'm chubbed up. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rock and roll. All right. Chub meter may be a little bit high right here, and I'm going to tell you why. Glass. Um, when I seen this trailer, that not, all right, I'm going to get some, I'm going to get some booze and shit here, and that's cool. I take it. I got big shoulders, man. I take this shit. I didn't know that um wait a minute hold on i have to i have to address this real quick in the chat when do they have a great white captivity doesn't make sense 
Jim Lee take over. Yes, even Aquaman. Um, how do you know it's a fucking great white there, Marcos? You're no goddamn shark expert. That could be a Mako. They got big Makos. I've been watching Shark Week, dude. So I'm a little bit of a shark connoisseur right now. All right? Like, not PhD, but I'm pretty damn close. I've watched Shark Week. Ronda Rousey was fucking with some Makos and some bull sharks. It could have been a fucking bull shark. They get big. No, don't think it's a great white. It could be. I don't know. No, it's probably not. It looks cool, man. Come on. Give him a fucking break, dude. You're a DC fucking hater. All right, back to Glass. This is what I didn't realize about Glass. When I watched this trailer, I was a huge fan of Unbreakable. Not big Bruce Willis fan because he's a total dickwad. Okay? But Unbreakable was amazing. I didn't like the way it ended in text. I think we can all agree they ran out of money <laughs> and he had to fucking end the movie. But what they established as far as an origin story and all that, very, very well done. So I'm watching this glass trailer, right? And I see the dude from Split. This, the James McAvoy uh, actor is doing, yeah, that did Split. And I'm like, um, what does this have to do with Glass and Unbreakable? <laughs> yeah, I hadn't seen it. Okay, start throwing your shit. I get it. I understand. It's okay. Uh, I was very excited to watch Split after I seen this trailer. Now, have seen Split, have seen Split, have seen Split, I get it. I am down with the M. Night Shyamalan universe. Uh, like Casey, Casey Strolls had sent me a message saying, hey, man, dude, M. Night Shyamalan, he's got something going on here. Like, this is good shit. So very, very excited for Glass. Uh, Chub Meter, I'm at eight and a half, maybe a nine, maybe a nine for old Chub Meter because I don't know, like, this is not anything that we know about, right? Like comic books, we have we have source material. We really don't have shit here other than two movies to go off of and two really, really good movies. So, and uh, who didn't like Sam Jackson, right? So yeah, man, very, very excited about this. Yeah, Jason, you knew, yes, it, you knew it. I didn't. So, but hey, man, is that not what's cool about this kind of shit? Is like finding out, like, and no one told me. So, like, finding out something like this, and then you get to go back and watch a movie from, like, what, two years ago? And go, holy shit, holy shit. You know what I mean? That's cool, man. I dig that. Uh, especially someone that's always looking at shit and everything. I'm really shocked that got by me. But it did. Uh, and I'm kind of glad it did because it was a very, very pleasant surprise. So, all right, guys. That's enough for the um, for the... Uh, trailers and, and whatnot. Uh, very exciting stuff. Very cool shit. I'm excited for Glass. I'm excited for Aquaman. I'm excited for all of it. Titans. Um, the fantastic creatures or monsters or whatever it is. The Harry Potter thing. Looks cool. Just not into it. But it looks cool. So that's kind of the reason I didn't go over it. Because I'm an asshole. But no. Uh, it all looks pretty good. So check that out. All right. Dude, we got comic books to talk about. We got to get them done. We've got to talk about them. All right. Infinity War Prime number one. Okay. And it is by uh, Jeff Dugan and Mark Diarado. 
Diodato. Diodato, man. I know some people don't dig his art style. I fucking love it. Um, it looks great, and it's really, really tailor-made for this Infinity War cosmic kind of stuff. So I really, really dig this. Um, Dugan, of course, you know, a, a big-time writer on uh, Deadpool and everything. Okay, so if you have not been reading the, the Infinity War stuff that's been out and about for weeks your head will probably explode. Now, this is still a good issue because of what happens at the end. And, and for, for people that haven't read this issue, I'm not going to spoil the end of it. And I'm going to show you a, a, an image that you're going to think is spoiling it, but it's really not. Okay, you need to finish the issue. But Loki has found this library, Floa, I think is her name. Uh, it's a big black chick. She's kind of like the god of the library. And Loki is finding out that reality is changing. And his role in reality has changed. And he don't know why. So she goes to tell him why. And he, you know, like, oh, you need to read this book. I've read this book. And this has you doing exactly what you're doing now, in it? So Loki goes to look at the book and the pages are gone. And he's like, what the fuck is this about? So basically, after she threatens to throw him out several times, she's like, look. All I remember about that part is it was the uh, the God Quandary, or I'm sorry, the God Quarry. And actually, Loki calls it that. And she said, well, before it was called the Quarry of Creation. Now, where have you heard that before? If you're a longtime listener of the show, it was in Thanos' run when Jeff Lemire had started the Thanos ongoing it was in that Thanos went to the God quandary to get his, his, uh, he was dying and he went there to basically save himself. And it's protected by these elder, they're called the elder witches. And that's where Floa kind of laughs at Loki. She's like, you can't go to the God quandary, you moron. It's protected by the elder witches. He's like, well, I bet you know a way around that. So basically, Loki, having the gift of gab, gets Floa to go on this journey with him to the God Quandary. So I'm, it's very, very cool that they are integrating things from other comic books. Now, if you didn't haven't didn't read the Thanos series, which you really should have, uh, you're going to be maybe a little lost. But they're going to take you back to the God Quandary. So or God Quarry. I'm sorry. So it's going to be very, very cool to see. Cannot wait for it. Now, then Adam Warlock goes and sees Doctor Strange. Something is wrong in the Soul Stone. Uh, he's asking Strange if he has the time gem. Strange is very... Uh, I don't know if I want to tell you that. Why? Are you trying to assemble the stones? Not a good idea, Adam. So Adam's like, no. Adam has done some fucked up shit. Okay, again, if you haven't been reading what's been going on with Ultron, who has the stones, you're going to be very lost. Okay? I typically don't like even reviewing books like this for, for my audience because... This is the kind of shit that bogs you down. But I know some of you are reading some of the Infinity War stuff, so that's the reason I incorporate this book. Plus, this book has a huge, 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 huge spoiler in it. I'm not a spoiler, but a, here, I'm going to give you a shot of the God Quarry that is protected by the Elder Witches. And just to give you an idea of Mike Diodato's art, it's very, very cool. Uh, and then here is... Thanos has taken over the Chitari homeworld. Okay, now in Danny Cates's or Donny Cates's uh, Thanos run, 
it shows Thanos wins. Thanos in the future wins. But it's what the world is like after he wins that Thanos, young Thanos, doesn't like. So when he goes back in time, he goes to undo that. And he does. We don't know how, okay? But maybe this is how. And again, this is going to look like a spoiler, but it's really not. But it is an oh shit moment. Oh, boom! Thanos is doing this thing where he's talking about he ain't scared of death. I've seen the future. I know I win. Blah, blah, blah. Eh. <laughs> he gets a sword in his back. Now, who's he getting a sword in his back from? Well, that is somebody named Requiem. And Thanos knows this person because when he turns around from having a sword in his back, come on, that's not going to kill Thanos. Um, he realizes who this person is. Now, there's been several speculations. Is it Gamora? Is it Nebula? Is it somebody else we haven't seen yet? But obviously, they got a big heart on for Thanos, and Thanos knows them. Now, what's even more, what to me, what's even stranger is when Thanos, when, when the Chitari say, for the rules of combat, you are now our leader. What would you have us do? And she's, or they're basically like, um, I don't need you, so you're dead. And like this fucking gas starts shoot, shoots out of her vest that she's wearing. And basically, she kills them. She kills all the Chitari. So this person is not to be fucked with. Uh, Requiem is not to be fucked with. And obviously, she's put herself up there in huge, huge power uh, in the Marvel Universe with taking taking on Thanos like she did. Or I keep saying she. I really think it's Nebula. That's my personal opinion because we haven't seen Nebula. We don't know where she is. We know she hates Thanos, blah, blah, blah. So uh, very, very cool stuff, guys. Um, if you're not reading all the other shit, I don't recommend it. But if you are, it's a must read. I give it an eight. Because it was really cool. And I love the fact they're bringing back the God Quarry. I love that. I love how they're integrating all these really cool stories. Okay. The next book may not be from this week. It may be from the week before. I don't remember. I think it is from this week, though. It's Batman 52. Uh, Tom King's continuing his epic run on Batman. The best Batman writer of all time. Of all time. Uh, I said it. It's what it is. He has done things with the character that no one's ever done. He's made it enjoyable. He's made it every issue. Like, when I see Batman on the shelves, I'm like, yes! Now, as we were talking earlier in the chat, Batman was engaged to Catwoman. Catwoman realized Bruce could never be Batman if he was happy. She left him at the altar. Spoiler alert! Sorry. You still need to go back and read it because that is a very long, involved story that that spoiler does no justice to. Very, very worth reading, guys. I'm telling you. I would have never thought something like that would be worth reading. Oh, I said Batman 52. I'm sorry. Batman 51. All right. Batman is unhinged. He is unhinged because of everything that has happened and we all know Batman Unhinged is a scary cat. He's a scary cat anyway, but when he don't have nothing to fucking lose, he's real fucking scary. And I love it. I love me some Batman Unhinged. Unhinge that motherfucker and turn him loose. Well, poor 
Um, shit. What is his name? Oh my God. Mr. Freeze. God. Fucking talk about brain fart. So poor Mr. Freeze gets Batman first, evidently. Freeze has being is is being charged with the murder of three women, and the reason he's being charged with the murder of three women is because apparently in this cover right here you see Batman's got him over over a building, beating the dog shit out of him, and he does he beats the snot out of Freeze, and he pins a note on him, gives him to the cops, and says, "Ask him he did he did it, just ask him." That's what the note says. So now he's being charged and on trial. Well, Bruce Wayne just so happens to be a part of the jury. So in the talk uh, or in the process of hearing the witnesses and everything, Bruce excuses himself from where the jurors are talking and goes into the bathroom and has a fucking meltdown. Bruce is losing it. All right, did he do this? Is Freeze not guilty? Did Bruce fuck up because he's unhinged right now? I don't know. But he got himself on the jury to probably, uh, we don't know why yet, but to probably exonerate Freeze. Now, and this is why I say this, after this is the shot after the trial all the jurors in a room, and they're all like, yeah, man, Batman saved me one time. It freeze. He's a killer. So, yeah, he did it. Batman said he did it. We all trust Batman, right? So the jury is very pro-Batman. And they're like, okay, uh, well, let's get the vote over then. Uh, it's got to be unanimous, right? So this cat's taking the vote. Is there anybody that thinks he's not guilty? You know, it's got to be unanimous. And he's like, uh, he looks up, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. And Bruce has got his hand up to be continued. Uh, so Bruce is obviously there to exonerate Freeze, but why? Did he not do it? Did Bruce beat a confession out of an innocent man? Uh, it wouldn't be the first time that that something like this ha has happened. So, um, no, I mean, it would be the first time. So why is Bruce there? Maybe it was somebody else. I don't know. But Tom King is going to weave a great story. I love courtroom shit. So Bruce on a jury, and now the, all these, he's going to have to convince all these people that Freeze is, is innocent. So very, very cool shit. Uh, man, I give it an eight and a half. I mean, I don't know what Tom King Batman book I haven't given an eight and a half to. Maybe maybe one of the books in War of Jokes and Riddles. Maybe. I don't know. He's just fantastic. God damn, I love him. I love his Batman. It's so fucking good. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? All right. Uh, this one you guys are not going to be happy with me on. But that's okay. I got big shoulders again. I can fucking take it. Okay. Um... Yeah, yeah, Brian Robinson said, I really need to read this series. I've heard really good things about this writer. Uh, yes. I, you got to read it. Uh, Jokes and Riddles was really, really good. The wedding shit was really... I mean, I don't know what I would say. Uh, like, just read it all, man. Just fucking read it all. I mean, Brian, I know... And if y'all haven't watched my interview with Brian Rodman, the creator of uh, Memoirs of an Angel, please do that. Go to his Kickstarter. Check him out. 
Uh, memoirs looks great, looks fantastic. The artwork, the storyline looks all looks fantastic. Um, but he's got it. He's told me I got a big stack of books I'm really behind on. So we just added to your fucking stack, Brian. It's must read shit. I mean, not a lot of this is must read. That is must read shit. Okay. Speaking of shit you could pass on, um, you guys know I'm not a Spider-Man fan, right? You know that. But I was probably one of the most people, the most excited people when I heard Ryan Otley and Nick Spencer were going to be on Spider-Man. Um, I still love Ryan Otley's artwork. But the Spider-Man story is really not doing it for me. The first one was very bizarre how it ended. Uh, This one, of course, we have uh, Kirk Connor back, the lizard. He is reformed, or so he says. Um, You have the Taskmaster and uh, Black Ant showing up to get rid of someone. I won't spoil who it is. But they're very shocked that Spider-Man and the Lizard show up. But the Lizard can't help because he can't hurt people now because of something that he's implanted in his neck. Blah, blah, blah. It's boring. Nick Spencer. I'm really struggling to like Nick Spencer. Uh, Yeah. uh, Mike says, I'm buying Spider-Man for the fucking artwork. Or he didn't say fucking. I did. I enjoyed it. Sorry. Ryan Otley is fucking awesome. He did say fucking that time and it is goddamn appropriate. Fucking Ryan Otley, man, is so beautiful. But I'll be honest. They're re- I was looking for a page to show you guys in this book. Uh, it all looks really, really good. But nothing's fantastic. No splash pages, no big full spreads like the last issue, uh, number one, where I showed that beautiful page of the Avengers that Otley did. But I mean, look at this cover. This cover's fucking beautiful. Uh, but I give it a six, man. I give it a six. Sorry. Uh, I really, really want to like this. Uh, and I'll buy it for the art because the story's not that bad. It just ain't great. But again, I usually give a series three issues, and I'm going to hang in there and see what happens. Um, All right, next book. The Century, number two. Now, a lot of people have asked me when I did the last show where I talked about Century, number one, I got some emails like, who's the Century? People are telling me he's Superman light. Uh, Well, I wouldn't say Superman light. Um, it would be really interesting to see a duel with them two guys or a fucking beat-down brawl, Ryan Otley style, you know what I'm saying? The uh, Century is... What makes the Century so interesting is he's fucked up in the head. I mean, he's so fucked up. And potentially, maybe the most powerful being in the Marvel Universe. Okay? That's saying a lot. He's so powerful, that's the reason all these fail-safes have been put into place. And that's what happens in this issue. Uh, The thing that Doctor Strange made for him, I think it's called the Conductor or something, it allowed the Sentry to go into this world. He could be the Sentry. He kept fighting the Void. And that's the Sentry's dark half is the Void. And if the Sentry is in the world, then the Void potentially is in the world, which is bad. Okay, so, um, it, but like the artwork, this is what I really want to talk about. This Kim Jacinto, uh, fantastic. The art is fucking fantastic, guys. I am so digging this artwork. And uh, here is a shot of the guy that 
you think stole this pocket dimension that Strange made for the century, but he's really not. And I'm not going to spoil that because it is really cool who did steal it. And when I found out who stole it, I went, fuck, I should have known it was that motherfucker. But anyway, uh, I'm not... I'm not really cool, like Crano, and like as you can see, he's got like a brain, you know, you know, and then he fucks up uh, Century Junior and Century Dog and Centress. He fucks them all up uh, in this pocket dimension, which is not really real per se. Uh, but then when you find out what's going on with Crano, what a horrible name! Um, you're, it's very interesting. This has been a great story. It's been a fantastic story. Uh, and I've enjoyed it. And, and, and the reason I have is because Superman, uh, Hyperion, Sentry, they're all really hard characters to write because they're essentially gods. So what do you do to make somebody empathize with that character and then put him in some type of peril to where he has to rise above adversity? How do you make adversity for a fucking god? So that's what's cool about the century is he has this fucked up split personality that can destroy life as we know it. So it's a constant battle. All right. Tony Stark makes an appearance, which is fantastic. Uh, yeah, Mike, it's badass artwork. It really, really is. And I like like Ryan Otley. I like guys that can show violence in action shots and he beats the dog shit out of Centris. <laughs> Crano does. So basically kills her. So, but it's not real, remember? So it's very, very cool. I dig the century. I'm giving it an eight, man. And the first one was like a nine or an eight and a half. So this series is off to a fantastic start. Uh, Jeff Lamar, I mean, come on, man. The guy's just fucking, he can write some goddamn comic books. I'm going to tell you, he's fantastic. So, uh, dude, guys, I'm, when I said at the beginning of the show, this is some of the best shit on, um, you know, on the comic shelves. I wasn't lying. Like, this is a all-star fucking week, dude. All-star week. Okay, my next book. Now, this, man, every time this book comes out, it, it's my pick of the week. This is Doomsday Clock will be in my top five best comic books for 2018. I don't even really give a shit how it ends at this point. It's still going to be there because for six issues, it has been so goddamn good. I mean, it's like, yes, Doomsday Clock. And here's why. You're like, why, Blazing Defender? Why is it so good? Well, I'm going to show you why it's good. Because of those motherfuckers on the cover. Marionette and Mime. Two new characters from the Watchmen universe. Uh, we didn't know a lot about them, but they are so intriguing. Well, guess what, kids? In issue six, we get to find out their origins. We get to find out what, how they met, what made them homicidal fucking maniacs that they are. And they are homicidal fucking maniacs. Uh, and I love it. And what's even cooler about it is... They're in with the Joker right now. And I say in, Joker basically has them as captives because he don't know what the fuck's going on. Joker probably does know what's going on. He probably knows what's going on before anybody. Uh, but here, here's a, but like, I, I love dark DC shit, man. And this is dark, dark DC shit. And this panel really shows that. 
Yeah, yeah, Jason's like, we're finding out an origin is shit ton of explosions, but I was eating it up with two spoons. Absolutely, man. Like, what a great origin story and how it's paced. I mean, Jeff Johns, man, he's fantastic. He, God, I wish he wrote more comics. Uh, but, like, Joker's kind of like, like, Marionette and Mime start taking out Joker's minions. Well, the Joker is kind of digging them, and, like, he's shooting his own minions for them. So he's probably like, man, these two people are right out of my fucking, they're right in my wheelhouse. So uh, they're basically showing the Joker like, hey, man, we're, we're people you can, you can hang with. Now, and here's another great shot of, uh, now that is the comedian. The comedian is hunting down Mob and Marionette and uh, probably hunting the Joker down too. What, but what's interesting is they're scared. And as you can see in this shot, that is one of the court of owls that fucking the comedian puts down. And then, like, look at this shot down here in the corner. Uh, I didn't really center this really well, did I? But Mom is kind of like fucking with comedian. And, and Marionette's like, dude, that's the fucking comedian. We got to get out of here. So it's a great story, and and the best the best stuff, guys, is the origin of of these two, and like how they got together, how they met, their parents, the the tragedy that put them together that made them who they are. Very exciting characters. Cannot wait to see more of this stuff. And you know, this was billed as a Doctor Manhattan versus Superman, uh, and I'm not saying it won't be. But we're like, we're all really, really excited for this. But it's the story, man. It's not like when you get to the end, you kind of know maybe what's going to happen. It's the journey getting there. And man, this is just a fucking fantastic book. Damn near, goddamn near my pick of the week. Uh, this team of Jet Johns, Gary Frank, maybe one of the best in history. Uh, they've done some really great stuff. Yeah, Mike, it, it, I, I totally fucking agree. Uh, what was it? Superman Secret Origins? Gary Frank and Jeff Johns? Fucking one of the best Superman stories ever written. Uh, Sinistro Wars? Jeff Johns? I mean, I gave a shit about Green Lantern. Like, I really gave a shit about Green Lantern. Sinistro Wars, I was like... I mean, I bought all the trades, read them in like two days, couldn't get enough of it. I think I went back and reread it. So good, so beautifully done. Uh, yeah, man, Jeff Johns, fantastic. DC should let Jeff Johns be the uh, Feige, the Kevin Feige of the DC Universe. Kevin Feige's done it in, in MCU. Fucking let Jeff Johns do it for DC. Like, whatever John says. Oh, man, that's a great script. But we need to do this, this, and this. Oh, you want to do this? Let me think about it. Yeah, roll with it. Like, Jeff Johns could could steer the ship at DC, in my opinion. He's just got fantastic ideas. And he's done shit on the TV shows, too, for the CW that has been great. But anyway, uh, this is a fantastic book, guys. I give it a 9 and it's not my pick of the week, bitches. Oh, shit. All right. It's the Blazing Defender Report. Pick of the week. Some of y'all are really going to dig this pick of the week because, you know, I'm not a Spider-Man guy. Now, this isn't Spider-Man either, but what a great book. Donnie fucking Cates. I tell you what, man. Donnie Cates is a fucking, he's becoming, no, I take that back. He is 
a fucking superstar in this fucking industry. He is doing stuff that it hasn't been done in a long time, and I fucking appreciate it. Venom, fourth issue, Ryan Stegman, Donnie Cates. This, I'm not saying they're Gary Frank and Jeff Johns, guys, but they're a fucking awesome tandem. They're, they're fucking amazing together. Venom has not, it was not something I was excited about at all. It's been amazing. Stegman's art is sick. You want to see how sick it is? Look at that shit. Holy crap. What is going on on that page? Just take it in. Just look at it. Just stare at it. As you're reading the story, you're going to know. And it's beautiful violence and gore. And it's it's amazing. Okay. There is a god of the symbiotes. All right. And he is coming through one of his children, quotation marks, uh, to explain to Eddie Brock what is going on. And we get uh, Celestials. We get the fucking Necrosword. And you're going, the Necrosword from Thor? Yes. That's it in his fucking hand. This cat created it, the god of the symbiotes. Uh, his name escapes me. I don't even think he ta- it says his name in this one. Do we know his name yet? Anyway, doesn't make any difference. He's badass. But it shows how he creates the sword. He shows how, like, he shows Brock, like, how he created these children of his and how basically... We, like, they were infected by humans. Like, when he was separated from all of his minions, like, he created them, right? Because remember, like, the God Butcher, when he created all the the the, the black minions? Yeah, it's kind of like the same fucking thing. So, like, when, when this God of the symbiotes was disconnected from them, they bonded with whoever was around, and we humans especially infected them which i thought was a very very cool vantage point like especially from this cat's perspective right so uh so yeah so he loved coming to earth right all right well he might have picked the wrong fucking time to come in because boom how did he get separated from his children you ask the god of motherfucking thunder and just seeing Stagman do Thor, oh my God, dude. Yes, Jason, I too was wearing a fucking diaper. Um, Mike says, I'm probably buying more Dan- Donny Cates books right now than any other writer. Venom, Redneck, and Ghost Rider, just to name a few. Yes, and his his Thanos run after Lamar left and he got on Thanos, it was so fucking good, man. Like, it's fun. Like, Donny Cates, he just, he does fun, fun stuff. And this Venom, and, and I love how now we're getting all these Celestials, and we're getting um, um, we're getting the God Quarry, all this stuff that Cates did in other books. So it just goes to show you, 
Like the the dude the dude knows what he's fucking doing, and other people are kind of are, are are seeing it, and he's weaving like the Marvel universe together, and especially with having Thor so many years ago. Like this is back in like in the Viking days, okay? So like because the Vikings were wanting Beowulf, and Thor's like, don't know about this Beowulf cat, but I got you back, you know. So it's so good. And Stegman, man, I'm telling you guys, it's just this is just a fantastic book. There's one pick that I didn't show, but it's Miles Morales hitting the avatar that the god was coming through to tell Brock this story. Uh, it's a full one-page spread. It looks fucking beautiful. It's fantastic. I don't have it. Do I have it? I don't. I don't have it. Uh, but it's so good. Nine and a half, guys. I give this a nine and a half. You get... This this symbiote god's backstory, you get Thor, you get the appearance of the Necro Sword, and it's all going to hell in a handbasket still. So you still don't know how the heroes are going to come out because this dude is the real deal. Uh, oh, and there was also, uh, remember how we talked about, and I think we talked about on the show, I said I didn't know how they were going to do the... Um, the the world the home world the canarl the canarl or whatever it is uh how you say it fuck let me see um yeah and you find out what that means too it's like no dude that's not the name of their home world that's oh the the clinitar the clinitar clinitar is their word for cage now like remember in the guardians when Flash Thompson was a symbiote and they found that world and they were all like really peace loving and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, when you get away from the world, you get kind of crazy. Well, and we were like, well, yeah, but that, you know, Secret Wars and all that, the universe is reset. It's not the same. They make mention to that. It is in play. And I love it that they kept that in play and they're examining it and saying, nah, dude, they're lying to themselves. They're they're keeping a secret. They're my children, and I'm going to bring them back into the fold. So we're going to see that place again. Dude, it's awesome. Like, this is a fantastic book. It's giving me something that I didn't, I didn't have in my others, but it's still weaving the Marvel Universe together with new characters and new shit, and we're getting origins of things that we've seen in the past. And I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. Nine and a half, guys. Venom, pick of the week. Venom number four, pick of the week. So, so good. Uh, yes, Mike, and he is running the Marvel Knights reboot coming up. That's what I'm saying. Uh, dude, take my money. Take my fucking money. If uh, Donnie Cates is doing it, I'm buying it. That's how good this get, this kid is. So um, I'm really hoping to meet him at a con soon. And uh, I'd like to get a few minutes with him before he becomes the next fucking uh, Brian Michael Bendez or Jason Aaron or, you know, uh, somebody, uh, Jeff Johns or Tom King. You know, he's going to be up there if he keeps doing the shit that he's doing. So uh, very exciting stuff, guys. Guys, that's all I got. Uh, thank you for joining in today on a Sunday. Some people have been asking for a Sunday show. I'm not sure why. Uh, maybe they ain't got shit going on Sunday nights. Uh, it's cool with me, um, but it gives me time to read my books and everything. Uh, I'm just usually really busy on Sunday nights. I make dinner usually for my family, So, uh, but I'm going to go do that now. But I know you don't give a shit about none of that. Guys, thank you for hanging out. Thanks for nerding out with me. 
Uh, let me know what you think, man. Let me know what you thought about Doomsday Clock, Venom, Tom King's Batman, Infinity uh, Wars Prime. Like, let me know what you thought. L- let me know what you thought of my reviews. Go to the Blazing Defender, leave a review on the Facebook page, on the iTunes page. That really, really helps me. Podcastingawards.com, guys. Go to podcastawards.com. Vote for the Blazing Fender in Hobbies and Games and People's Choice. Really, really appreciate all the support. Would love it two years in a row, man, to to have a nomination uh, from those guys. And you never know, man. We may fucking win. I don't know. Um, Only day I have muscle with. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, a lot of people, you know, they ain't doing shit on Sunday nights. Uh, And and I get it. And and that may end up being the day that I do the show. Uh, Friday, I was at work, and it was a nightmare. You know, I worked for the fire department, and there was a lot of shit going on. We had bad weather, and when we had bad weather in Louisville, it means we're all busy. So there was no way I could get a show out Friday night for you guys. So thank you again for joining Sunday. Guys, always appreciate your support. Uh, let me know what you guys are reading. Join the Blazing Defender uh, page. Post on there. Uh, let me know. Send me a message. If there's something you want me to ask on the air, I'll do it. Just let me know, guys. I always love support. Always love talking to you all. And uh, But you know what? I'm tired of talking to you. So I'm out of here. No. Guys, again, thank you so much. Check out my Brian Rodman interview. It's on the Facebook page. Uh, it was really cool, man. That dude's a really, really cool cat. You all need to check his shit out. So uh, with that, guys, I'm out of here. Have a great Sunday. Have a great week. And I'll either see you Friday or Sunday with more new comics right here on The Report. And guys, please be nice to each other. Treat people like you would want to be treated, and the world will just be a better place. Thanks a lot, guys, for tuning in. Peace. I'm out.
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.